Hey y'all. Today is a pretty epic day. And you know why? Cause today is the day I dive into tackling this podcast thing on my own. This whole time I've been pretty much relying on my guests who are incredibly inspiring to carry the conversation, but I kind of thought, you know, I was maybe missing my own voice a little bit here as well. So I'm going to interject some of these episodes into my season and see how it goes. Hey y'all, it's Justine Mentor from Mentor Management. I'm an LA-based dance choreographer and educator turned career coach, and I'm all about inspiring, motivating, and educating professional dancers. I'm so excited to bring you Dance Careers Unfiltered, where we chat about the nitty gritty behind the business side of the entertainment industry. The stuff that people don't know they need to know. Let's dive in. Today, I wanted to start with four things I wish I knew when I started my dance career. Little side note, I brainstorm a lot of these episodes when I'm in the car. So if I have like a long commute to work or if I'm just in the car by myself for a while, I really try to take advantage of that opportunity because it's really not often that I'm alone. So I do a lot of transcriptions. So I transcribe these and then I'll like go and re-record them later when it sounds better. And this one turned out really funny because it transcribed it as my pants career. So I don't know. I really like those kind of autocorrect jokes. Take it early bit. Four things I wish I knew when I started my pants career. Number one, I wish I knew that plans change. Honestly, early on in my career, when I moved to LA, this was 2007, mind you, I had a really specific idea of the kind of work that I would do and what kind of professional I would be. But honestly, there were so many things that I didn't know because I hadn't had the experience yet. I was really blessed to have had some experience in New York while I was living there during two summers in college. So I had a bit of an idea of the lifestyle, but let me tell you, it's really different in Los Angeles than it is in New York. And it was really tough for me. I had a plan. My plan was that I was going to move to LA. I was going to get an agent. I was going to teach at the edge and I was going to start choreographing for movies and television and music videos within my first year of moving here. And then yes, cut to almost 15 years later. And no, I never got to teach at the edge, which is now no longer around thanks to COVID. And I don't think I've ever choreographed for a real feature film. I've done some short films and I didn't get to dance with Janet. You know, that was like the dream back in 2007. Janet was like the Mecca of the person you wanted to dance for. Now it's like, I don't know, Doja Cat, but I don't know. This got me thinking these things might've not happened for me, but you know what? A lot of other things did. And a lot of things that surprised me in jobs and events and activities that I thought I would never do or never would happen because I had such a specific idea in mind of what I thought I should be. And what I thought I should accomplish, because that's what dancers needed to do if it meant they were successful. Honestly, though, I had always said that my version of success was not fame and not notoriety, but just being able to work steadily and what I love. That was what my goal was for the time. Anyways, my my plans changed because my life changed because I grew up. I got older. I experienced new things and I learned from those things. And yeah, maybe I didn't get to check off my list of the things I initially intended to do when I got out here, but you know what? I was able to accomplish some pretty amazing things. I formed a company pretty quickly after moving to LA. That was so not in my original plan. 
I had no idea that was going to happen so fast. Although I knew I loved doing that because I did it in college where I got to direct the last two years of my college dance company at Indiana university, go in motion. But I didn't think that I would form one so soon after moving to LA. And quite honestly, that is one of my biggest highlights of my time here. And even that company took a different route than I thought it would. Instead of choreographing more in the music industry, I have dived more into television on camera work. And I've also worked a ton in the education field, teaching in higher education and conventions, which I also never anticipated I would do. So honestly, that is definitely my number one. Plans change because life changes. Number two, another thing that I wish I knew when I started my career as a dancer is that timing is everything. It's kind of nerve wracking when you're in LA or you're in any dance hub and you're pursuing a career in dance and the arts and entertainment because you see your friends and your colleagues doing things on a timeline that you wish you had. And I didn't know when I moved to LA that everybody's timeline is completely different. And even if you book a job that like next week, you're not booked and you're waiting around and you're back in class and you're back in auditions, you're back playing the game and figuring out what to do next. And that's really real. It's a very real situation when you're living life as an artist, how so non-linear it is. It's going to go sideways and forwards and backwards, and then it's going to circle back around And then you think that you're going to be doing something for a long time and then you're not. And then you're on the wait list or you're on a veil and you're put on hold for something and then they don't like book you eventually. And then you have to make different life changes. You know, I've known a lot of people that have to put their apartment up for sublease or find a roommate really quickly because that roommate books something else on their own timeline. So it's complicated. There isn't one exact way to do anything and everybody, and I mean, Every single person out there has their own timeline and their own path, and it's unique to them. I think one of the biggest pitfalls that I see in dancers is giving themselves a countdown of like, what's the word I'm thinking of when it doesn't happen? Kind of like an ultimatum of when they move to LA or whatever city it is that they're going to. They're saying, if I move to LA and I don't book a job within a year, I'm going to move back home or I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And I will preface that by saying, That's okay too. If like you really only have a certain amount of time and then you run out of money and you really have to do something else and maybe your heart doesn't lie in it, that is okay too. And I want to make sure everyone knows that those choices are valid. I think all the power to you because I think boundaries are so important as well. But what I mean is we just have to make sure we're not giving ourselves any unrealistic timelines to achieve things that can take years and years to achieve. There's so many people who it took three years for them to book their first big gig. And then it took off for them or five years or even 10, or they decided to be a dancer and bam, they fell in love with production and went on a completely different path. I also know people who graduate college and book stuff within a year of graduating. And that's incredible, but that's not everyone's story. I just want to make sure you're not putting yourself into any rigid timelines or specific bubbles. That's not going to let you take the time that you need to develop the career that you're meant for. Number three, the third thing that I wish I knew when I moved out of LA was that nobody's going to do it for you. Not an agent, not a teacher, not your parent or caregiver. The only one who's going to make things happen in this town or any dance entertainment city is you. I always say this to my students when they're graduating high school or graduating college and entering the workforce whether they go to college or not, 
that you're now the freshman in the real world, meaning you're new, you don't have the bearings. There's still a lot to learn and accomplish in your own time. I also say this to my students and my clients that your agents get 10% because they do 10% of the work. If you're a signed dancer and you're expecting to be booked and blessed from being signed to an agency, then you have the wrong idea because it really takes you and only you to book jobs. No one else is going to do that for you. When you're not in school anymore, it means that there's not a whole lot of structure. Adulting is tricky. You have to make the structure. You have to make new friends. Even when you're not automatically around people, you're the one that has to set your alarm and wake up and get your booty to class. Even if you don't feel like it, even if you're tired, even if you're hungover from partying the night before or whatever it might be, that's on you to get up and go and to make those choices. Even if you don't feel like it, it's on you to go to carnival and chat with people and connect in different ways outside of the classroom. It's important to build connections that are meaningful and have purpose. It's also up to you to get up and go to that audition that maybe you don't even think you're right for, or that you don't think you're going to book because there's so many people there. You have to do it because you're never going to book that job if you don't show up. Also, like you never know what's going to happen at that audition, even if it's not right for you. You could meet your new best friend there who maybe in five years as a producer and hires you for something else, or maybe the people behind the table think you're amazing and you're not right for that job, but guess what? They keep your headshot and resume on file for the next one that they're doing. You're never going to book the job if you never make it. So it's all in your own hands. Everything that this industry encompasses, it's all on you to have to make the effort to continue and keep up your relationships with people. Cause as we know it, who, you know, And who knows you is extremely important, especially now during this kind of post pandemic or I don't know, end of pandemic, who knows where we are with that, but so many things are happening and relationships are paramount. People are being called into jobs because they know someone because there's less opportunity to be exposed to new people and it's less time consuming, which means less money has to be spent in order to get that job done. And at the end of the day, it's all about that business and how people can make the most money as possible in the least amount of time and who can sell the product, who can solve their problem. The fourth thing that I wish I knew before pursuing a career in dance is that there's more to a career in dance than just being a good dancer. I thought that I could be awesome and everybody would recognize that. And I would just go and I'd show up to auditions and I'd book them because I was an awesome dancer and I knew I had a lot to offer even more so than just being a great mover. But honestly, I just thought that I would book jobs because I was a good dancer. Isn't that what happens? And then that would give me a career, a a long one. We spend our entire time training, focusing on technique, performance, connecting with our audience and hitting those lines, making sure we stay on our spot on the stage and that we're in the right formations that we're pointing our toes and pulling up. But when we try to make dance our jobs, there's just so much more that goes into it. We're entering workforces. We're entering industries, forms of business, forms of trade, trading money for talent, talent for time, et cetera, et cetera. And it doesn't matter if we started dancing when you were three or 15 or 22. It's the same mentality when we train, we train our bodies to dance and to move. 
when it's time to make it our business, then it's like, it feels like we're starting from scratch. You kind of hear some things that you need if you get signed with an agent and they'll tell you some things that you need, but really it's just like putting different pieces together from things that you've heard from these different people or that you read online, or, you know, you think you might know, because there isn't really a business course for dancers that tells you how to make it your job other than being a great dancer. This is why I'm so passionate about what I'm doing, because to be informed on the business side of things is so important that you conduct yourself like a true professional. It's not just about taking nice pictures and sending them out. It's about the etiquette, the professionalism, how to send it out, when to send it out, when to update those whose classes should you be taking and how to network properly, maintaining those relationships and what path is right for you. There's so many different ways to go as a dancer and as an artist and endless opportunities out there, but it's like picking one, which one do I do? And, and how do I start? I would say that's probably one of the biggest questions that I get in my time as an educator and now career coach is should I be a concert dancer or should I be a commercial dancer or, you know, whichever art forms that you're deciding between, maybe it's New York and Broadway or going abroad, doing dance company work, teaching, or trying the convention circuit, whatever it may be that you're pursuing. Most of the time people think that they have to choose. And now this is probably a topic for another episode, but the gist of it is that you don't have to choose one. You can do lots of different things and you should, but most of the time you can't do it all at the same time. And I think that's where we get back to the first topic that I spoke about. And it's that your path is going to change, but it's important to remember that we are dancers, but we're also freelancers. Unless you're signed with a full-time contract with a company, whatever that might be, you are operating as an independent contractor in this town. You're going to take a job here and there. You're going to stumble and fall a little bit. You're going to have periods of time where you don't work a bunch. You're going to have periods of time where you do. And we have to figure out how to operate in under those circumstances. We need to know about contracts and finances and taxes and all the things that we just really don't learn in college or high school for that matter. It's like how to operate as an adult and take something that's your passion and turn it into a long career. And then even questions like, what do you do when you're ready to pivot or what do you do when you're we get this nagging feeling of something else that's pulling you a certain way for another kind of job that you can use your dance skills. That you can use the skills you learned in dance, right? Cause we all know dance lessons are life lessons, but how do we do all those things? And really that's where my job as a career coach comes in. I help people navigate the industry. I provide tools and resources. I provide support more so than what your agent might provide you or what your friend might provide you. It's important to have a guiding voice, a voice of reason, who's going to help you along your career. It's not easy out there. Y'all it really isn't. I want to be able to provide the support and educate and value to the dance community that I wish I had when I first moved here. It's really easy to say, Oh, I'll figure it out. Or I'll just keep going along this path and, and see what happens, but why not get the support that you deserve? Our industry isn't set up to do that. Unfortunately, it's not black and white how you get dance jobs other than auditioning. It's really, really gray to figure out how to network or really truly connect with people. And that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. But I think collectively, we can all move through it and feel success in our own way if we have the right head on our shoulders and we get some support along the way. 
if that sounds good to you at all, please know that I offer free career calls where I can chat with you about your dreams and your goals and see how they align with what I offer and see if you're a good fit and I'm a right fit. Because like I've said in so many previous episodes, I'm not going to be for everyone and everyone's not going to be for me. So I think that's an important philosophy to have as an artist is to know your boundaries, to know who you vibe with and to go with your gut really above all else. You can go to justinementor.com forward slash shop and set up your career call right now. Mentor you is also up and running and I'm so stoked about this. My team and I worked so, so hard for like a year on this project And I have a large full course called the dance biz playbook on there. So that gives lots of the ins and outs templates and resources and video lessons, like tons and tons of content for you. And then I also have like little digital goodies on the site now, like template packs and checklists and all of those types of things. And you can also check that out at justcmentor.com slash shop to check out the digital goodies and to learn more about mentor you make sure you go to justinementor.com forward slash M-N-T-R-U. All right, y'all. That is a wrap on my first solo episode. I can't wait for the next one. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to check out mentor.management on Insta and justinementor.com slash mentormanagement. That's M-N-T-R-M-G-M-T. Check out the show notes to find links to my offerings and today's guest. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. See you next time.